0: Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with Cece Ice today. Hi. And we are talking about the new movie Black Widow, as well as just um, stunts in general.
1: So welcome for being on. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here.
0: Yeah, you were um just recently in you worked on Black Widow, which just came mm-hmm. out. So, yeah. spoilers for anyone listening to this episode, we're just going to go all in. Um, oh. <laughs> this is Oh fa- boy. <laughs> it's going to be great. This is following um I already recorded an episode with a friend of mine, Megan. We like we went and watched it together. We did the Thursday night premiere. Oh yeah. Um and so we saw it in IMAX and then we recorded an episode where we just talked all about it. So this one is following that. So oh good. <laughs> yeah. We've already done like all the spoilers, like listen up. So this is just to continue with that. Sounds
1: good. Sounds good.
0: Um, So first, how did you get into the world of stunts? Um,
1: Well, <laughs> I grew up with uh, five brothers and seven sisters. So it was like, my own version of the hunger games <laughs> survival um, of the fittest totally yeah. no and i love my family my family is incredible i i love um the the way that i grew up the creativity that we had in our family um but when you get that many kids together, there's always someone who has a brilliant idea that, you know, oh, we'll have Cece do it first because she's the smallest. And then, you know, if she lives, we'll try it. So um, that's sort of how my childhood started. And um, are you the oldest or where do you fall in love? Oh, I'm the youngest of my mom. And then my dad had my younger brother and sister as well. Got so, it. like, I got to be sort of an older sibling sometimes, but then most of the time I was the baby. Um, the baby is the, yeah.
0: I'm the oldest. So I will say, uh <laughs> i was the oldest ones are always the ones whispering the idea because uh-huh. the babies won't get in trouble as much
1: exactly yeah my mom was, so that's oh, that's what it is yeah. oh it's okay but like yeah it was totally like my brother was like hey this is a great idea let's try this <laughs> but um yeah for a little while there my mom was a single parent and she was mm-hmm. raising eight kids and uh you know so one of us was always somewhere in you know mm-hmm. in there Doing something that we shouldn't be doing. So bless her for <laughs> getting us all through that. But um, uh, I love my family very much. So anyway, they encouraged me to explore my imagination. And I grew up in the Midwest, where you don't really know that there is a job for stunts. Yeah.
0: Where? at? Yeah.
1: in Missouri.
0: <laughs> okay, I grew up in Ohio, so it was hey, Midwest yeah, connection. Midwest,
1: <laughs> yes. And I love where I grew up. I'm so thankful. Amazing people. Amazing hardworking people. Genuine. And um. We grew up on a dead end road way out in the country, you know, south of St. Louis, Missouri, where they don't do any films. So as a as a kid, you don't know what that job would be. You didn't know that there were stunt performers. You didn't know that there was a, a thing called stunts. And um I saw movies like uh, Aliens with Sigourney Weaver and uh, Terminator 2 with Linda Hamilton in it being these like strong, powerful women saving the world, you know, and battling aliens. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be physical like that and strong and capable and, you know, had this imagination about it. So in the Midwest, uh, we have the arts, we have theater, we have those sorts of things. So in high school, I started with, you know, fight choreography for stage and theater and those sorts of things expressing myself in that way. And um, I was the crazy theater girl in high school, go Herculaneum high school, home with the black cats. (laughs) Um, but I had incredible instructors at that time that encouraged that imagination and encouraged that journey. Um, And as I grew, I realized oh, the world of film is a little different than theater. And they're both incredible, but they're so different. And I wanted to go into the film industry. I just didn't know how to get there. So Um, I went to university in, in actually in Illinois, Milliken University, Fine Arts University. um, And I graduated with a BFA in musical theater, actually, um, which is, I use all of the skills that I learned in that experience. I I use it today. All of my dance experience, all of my theatrical experience, everything from, you know, using your core and, and using your body to, you know, create scenes and tell a story. Without words <laughs> yeah. is is actually where I learned that from dance from from theater and dance and um, so that's exactly you know when you're getting killed in a stunt performance when you're getting shot or killed or maimed you know how would that affect your body um, how would you tell that story with with no words and um, have the audience immediately understand what that character is going through um, so yeah I actually graduated with a BFA in musical theater and then made my way to the East Coast first. Um, in a theater company just to get my feet on the ground, just to get that out there on my own. You know, I moved out, I did my thing and I started doing small projects in Boston and the New England area and just like saved my money and saved everything I could because I was going out to LA, I was gonna do it. And in 2016, at the very end of 2016, I had saved enough money and I'd been in the entertainment industry since 1999 actually by that point. Um, being a magician's assistant, working with swords, really? live show. Yeah. So I did live show stunts, sort of, you know, with swords, fire, dropping through trapdoors and whatever. Um, so even in the stage, I was doing these live show type stunts. And um, so I saved all my money. And in 2017, or I mean, in 2007, sorry, I'm getting it all mixed up. So in 2007, sorry, I moved out to LA um, just in time for the writer's strike. <laughs> and was like I'm here and they're like we're on strike and I was like oh
0: <laughs> I will say I don't remember much of that because I think I was nine when that don't happened tell me about- <laughs> so um, I don't remember a whole lot but yeah, I'm hearing about it now because like I'm getting into film myself yeah. and learning about it from like the actor's
1: point of views yeah. and
0: other writers and everything um, yeah. yeah it was yeah. really interesting
1: it's it's incredible so yeah sorry, i get all my decades mixed up totally i you hold. i am <laughs> but yeah 2006 at the end of 2006 i saved all my money and then moved yeah. out in 2007 january of 2007 and got to la and started working in any job that i could you know a pa on this show mm-hmm. filling the refrigerator with soda cans working with a camera crew here wrangling cables uh, working as an art department set dresser on Big Brother seasons 8, 9, and 10. Met a lot of amazing people, um, you know, just trying to break through, meet people, and get in the industry. And little by little, I met people. I, um, it was an incredible experience, a hard experience. Um, but any way that you can find that path, you get there. And so I uh, some interesting jobs took me back to the East Coast randomly. And that's where I finally got my SAG card was working on a very small uh, independent project in Boston. And I was tafted into the, the, you know, I got my SAG card and I was like, oh my gosh. And I had been training with stunt people and I found them at gyms and like gymnastics places and like talking to them and telling them like, what, what's, what's this about? Started taking martial arts, started, started taking boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu on my own. And just trying to hone all of those skills until I could understand even more about the stunt industry through other stunt performers, friends, individuals, and then stunt coordinators that would let me shadow them, uh, stunt coordinators that would say, "Hey, come on, you know, wrangle these pads, and while you're here, I'm going to show you a few things. And I'm going to tell you how this goes, and I'm going to tell you what to do." And it was a very long road, but. A very, yeah. but it was worth it. And I learned some invaluable lessons along the way without just skipping, you know, any of those steps. And I met incredible people along the way that are family to me, even to this day. And interestingly enough, I almost met my now husband many times throughout that entire adventure, but we never met until we were both in Atlanta, Georgia. But um, yeah, so anyway, I've I've lived all over the place, uh, you know, Rhode Island and and LA and up and down the coasts. And then I finally moved to Atlanta, Georgia in 2012 Mm -hmm. uh, to really, not to get personal, but I was having a failed relationship happening. And it was a very difficult one. Um, And I just picked up everything I had and just moved to a new city just to start over. You know how some of those, (laughs) that that sometimes happens. Oh, 100%. but But it was the best decision I ever made. I got to Atlanta. You know, I'd been in the stunt industry. I had my SAG card, but I was new to, to Atlanta. I wasn't new to the industry, but I was new to Atlanta. And a lot of really kind folks from Atlanta welcomed me in and uh, helped me feel uh, at home for the first time in a long time. And so that's where I've made my home. And then eventually I met my husband there, which we can go into later, but we, he's from Boston. Oh, really? <laughs> from outside of boston yeah and we were in the same place as we talk about our past i was like wait you were there and he was like yeah i was totally there and i was like i was there all the way down to a dave matthews concert we were both no at, at the hollywood bowl in la when we both lived in la and didn't ever meet each other anyway so we were destined to- anyway that's a long drawn out way to say it was a long road to get the stunts for me personally i know yeah that definitely. Person- have different experiences but mine was hard fought
0: <laughs> yeah that's really cool yeah um i do <laughs> want to ask i saw um so i'm going down in august to the uh stump boot camp
1: mm-hmm, and i'm going down mm-hmm. in
0: training did you do that after you moved down to atlanta because i saw no. on their website you're listed there <laughs> i, I as am. A student.
1: i am so I actually did that before I moved to Atlanta, and okay. it, was, um, it was during a very big transitional period in my life, and I had already been training and doing the, those sorts of things, and actually the process had already started. I know that this is uh, weird, but the pro- I had already worked on the project that eventually the paperwork went through, and I got tafted uh, to get my SAG card, but it hadn't been completed yet. Like They hadn't submitted all the paperwork yet for it, but I had already filmed it. And um, just to break in and just to understand more and just to find a place that had like, you know, a way to practice high falls and a way to just, you know, sort of get those experiences when you don't have any of those things. Um, I did check it out and I did go down there for that. And that's where I actually met a few of my friends before I moved to Atlanta. They're now in Atlanta as well. Um, And so I met a couple of my stunt buddies. Well, they became my stunt buddies later (laughs) through that. But it was a very short uh, experience in my life. Um, You know, it was during that time I learned some things, but I was already also on other paths, learning things from other people too. And then after that experience, then I was like, I'm definitely going to move. I got to get out of this relationship and situation. And so I took everything and um, moved to Atlanta. After I had, and it actually it was I was testing the waters. As well, when I did that to see which city I wanted to move to, because it, there was a, an option at the time of, you know, New Orleans or Atlanta, and it was almost a coin toss of like which is going to be more, um, which is going to speak more to me in this moment in my life. And so, my aunt lived in Atlanta, Georgia, so I, I knew that I would I, I was going to go see her. So, in before I moved, I went to New Orleans to check it out. And I just decided through that experience that Atlanta was actually a better home for me where I was at, at that point in my life. So it was actually a really good ex- experience to like make a deciding factor of like Atlanta.
0: <laughs> Is new Orleans really big with film?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know enough about it because I, um, didn't stay there very long at all. It was only like two weeks of, of that experience. And then that's, that's that. Um, And I'm actually in Baton Rouge right now, (laughs) working on a a very small, uh, not a small, um, a a space movie. Um, That's all I can really say about it. But, um, you know, with Dave, with Dave McCumber, my longtime, very good friend and also guru boss man. I I admire so much and he has taught me so much. And he's incredible. As you know, you you got to interview. I learned so (laughs) much in just that hour. Oh, I know. He is a wealth of knowledge. He's such a good person too. And, you know, he and his wife are such lovely, genuine people. Um, and to have folks like that in your life is like, who you know, in this industry, it can be really hard. It can, there's a lot of, you know, well, you know, it's Hollywood sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes hard to find genuine people that you can connect to. And I'm so thankful for him. And actually he and Justin, my husband have been like forever friends and coworkers. And, you know, he's been a boss for Justin as well. So it's like, yeah. again, I was supposed to meet Justin on a project that Dave McCumber had put together, where he came and used one of my gym facilities. I have two training facilities in Atlanta. Um, He came to do a small project that he was working on. And Justin was originally going to be in that project. (laughs) And we were going to have to fight each other. I didn't know this until recently. Um, but at the last minute he got a job offer that he had to take. And so, um, Dave was like, of course, yeah, go do that. And I've got somebody else who's in town. We'll just put that person in. And so they recently revealed that, oh yeah, Justin was supposed to fight you in that thing. <laughs> I was like, what? That's you mean so I crazy. Him <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually working with Dave McCumber right now, um, in baton rouge so this is really the first time that i've gotten a chance to work extensively in louisiana so um i can't really say too much about it i have a lot of friends who live in, in new orleans and work there so i feel like it's pretty hip and happening with the films as well and um, but i just know that for atlanta for me atlanta had a lot of job opportunities so i was thankful i made mm-hmm. that choice when i did it just happened to work out for me um but that's just me. <laughs> it's different for everyone.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, not related to the podcast, do you have any advice for doing that stump boot camp? Because um, now shy. that I'm less than a month away from it, I'm a little yeah. nervous. Oh, just with like, I don't, know, I don't know what to uh, expect.
1: Basically, I, I always say every opportunity, ju- just go in with an open heart and you'll get what you need out of it. Each experience along the way has something to offer, whether it's a, a lesson of "oh, I don't need to do that again," or "oh, I need more of whatever that was." For each person, and it's it's individual, so I, I can't answer for each person. Um, but basically, if you just go in and you're open and you just you're safe and you know your limit, you know your limits of what you want to do or you're capable of wanting to do right now. And always, my thing is, you can always say no to anything, if you're not feeling like it's a good idea, <laughs> that's just in general in life, in, in stunts. Right. If you, if there's something, I always say, first of all, be honest with your own personal level. Um, you know, everybody always wants to do the crazy big stuff, but you know, it takes a lot to get there first. And uh, you know, when a coordinator asks you, can you do this? Or are you, you know, do you have the skills to do this? You know, always be honest with yourself and the coordinator. Um, and also you can say no. I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, I just have to say yes to everything or yes to every experience. Or, you know, in this situation, just say, Oh yeah, I'm ready. Always take a moment and say, am I truly ready for this? Or do I need to take more steps before I try that? Because the, you know, (laughs) there's only one of you, there's only one. (laughs) And, uh, and you just want to be safe and honest and that way you can grow in a, In a way that is going to set you up for success rather than jumping ahead and then maybe getting injured or something like that before, you know, and then it's then you have to take three steps backwards before you can go forwards again. Um, but yeah, I just say be open and ready for whatever experience you want to experience and you'll take from it what you need and then you'll leave behind whatever you don't need. Awesome, thank you. Yeah,
0: (laughs) um, okay, so back into the podcast stuff. Oh, yes, so you've been. Uh, I was li- looking at IMDb. You've been with Elizabeth Olsen as one of her stunt doubles
1: since Age of Ultron, right? Um, actually, at, right after Age of Ultron. So she had a few others before Age of Ultron, and then I got paired with her on Infinity War. Um, so that's since 2016. We met at the very end of 2016 during a rehearsal. Um, I got hired to be a part of the Avengers core team uh, in October of 2016. And then right before the holidays, we had her come in, I think, for a, a rehearsal in that, in the, at Pinewood, well, it's now called Trillist Studios, um, right before we started filming Infinity War um, in January. So we got a chance to meet each other, we got a chance to do some training, and then she went on her way and we continued with the training and the prep, and then we all met again in Scotland in 2017 for that March sequence that we filmed over two months um, in Scotland where, we get ambushed, you know, by Proxima Midnight. That was two months worth of filming? Uh Yeah, so the first month was second unit stuff with just the stunts. Uh, well, the first three weeks, I'd say, uh, were, were just rehearsals on location. Once we'd rehearsed it and prepped it, you know, in the States, we then went to the locations that they had scouted and then actually rehearsed it with the incredible rigging team that we had. Um, They built some incredible rigs and kept us safe through all kinds of awesome crazy stunts in that sequence Uh, but we were on the streets in scotland um and i i crashed through a window into a restaurant that's a real restaurant (laughs) so you know and we were fighting in the parliament square like all these pillars like actual historical spots and the 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 cathedral was right there and the the castle at the top of the palace at the bottom it was just incredible And, and waverly station the train station historic station Um, but they so we we rehearsed in those uh areas before officially filming as well so we the stunt team got there before casting and the rest um of main unit got there so we filmed a lot of second unit stuff with just the stunt doubles first and then uh lizzie and paul joined us a week before the others joined us because they were had more to do so then they joined us and we got to fight in the Uh, it was amazing fighting all night. We were doing nights, night shoots the whole time. So Lizzie and I really, really got to bond over these cold, cold Scotland nights. Especially in March. I know it like, it was like the very, one of the very first nights of filming. I mean, we could have filmed a few things first. I can't remember it all blends together, but one of the big gags, first big gags that I did was through the window with Mike Huggins and all those guys rigging. They were incredible. They kept me safe. And I got yanked from the street through the window through breakaway glass into you don't what you don't see is there are tables and chairs that were breakaway chairs on the other side of that and somewhere there's footage that lives of the inside camera shot of that but you know editorially it makes sense how they chose what they chose but there was an inside camera and got to see me smash through all of that stuff but the very first gag that I was doing was through that and it was so cold and then it just started to Flurry a little bit while we were standing out there, and, and mist, and then flurry, and then mist, and then flurry, and I was just like, "It's so cold, it's so cold." <laughs> but it was a great experience. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, you know, everybody that we was there was so incredible. Um, Sam Hargrave, Monique Ganderton, James Young. Um, you know, everybody who helped me, who welcomed me into that team, and and Kyle and and Danny Hernandez and just Greg Reminter and everybody and then the whole rigging team Ralphie and they were just so incredible and it it, I it will always be such a special point in my life because I was like a part of the Avengers team and yeah now it's this this family you know so anyway so that's when I met Lizzie and that was so special to me and we I just I love her she's amazing she's so professional but also so genuine and she works hard and she's overcome a lot of things where, you know, we had her up on wires and she has a fear of heights at times. So like now, but she's oh, really? encouraged and she, she feels so strong and capable because we said, we know you can do it as long as you want to do it. We're never going to force anyone to do something they don't want to do, but we know she's capable. We know she's safe. And so now I'm, I'm just so proud because I get to, you know, she can do these landings and flyaways and it's all really exciting to see her blossom into that. And, um, Nail it every time, so <laughs> I'm a proud that's, person, I'm a proud mom, <laughs> definitely. That's
0: really cool. You said, um, you talked, you were hired as the core Marvel team. Are you able of, to talk
1: about that? Well, I guess that's what I just refer to it as like, so, uh, Infinity War had a core team, a core uh, Avengers stunt team, where you know, we all got hired in. in October or a little bit before that to prep everything before all the other doubles could come when they were available. Um, so at times I ended up pre for other characters that I was never going to double on film, but that we just showed proof of concept or, you know, tried some things out so that we knew it was, it was, you know, available. This gag is, it works. And then obviously the double will come in and do that. Um, but yeah, I was actually hired, um, and they didn't, exactly tell me who I was doubling right away. And then Monique was like, you know, oh, okay, this is where we're going to, we're going to see if it fits. We're going to see if it works. And um, I was like, oh, (laughs) really exciting. Doubling Lizzie. (laughs) Um, That character is amazing. That character is phenomenal. So, yeah, so that's sort of how we refer to it as like sort of the core team is, you know, we're there through through prep, we're there through all of those stages. And then we also double when it comes to filming. Um, so that's when I started on that. And then I've been her double since then. And that's through uh, um, Infinity War, Endgame, WandaVision and beyond. So, you know, we all know that it's been announced. The only thing I'll say, as we said is, it has been officially announced that, um, there's not a spoiler, <laughs> that uh, she's in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I also have gone with her for that filming experience as well. But um, But yeah, so, we hope everyone has loved WandaVision. We hope everyone has enjoyed the other movies. But she's an incredible woman and the character is awesome. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased. but Yeah.
0: No, I definitely loved WandaVision. I thought it was uh, really cool. um, And I'm very excited to see what happens in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's all we'll talk about it with that. But I'm yeah. definitely excited to see what's happening.
1: Yeah, and we hope everyone will enjoy. Um,
0: <laughs> yes. Uh so with WandaVision was most of your stuff was it just all up on wires and rigging
1: with her? Yeah. Um not all of it, but a, but a lot of it was and um you know the first couple of episodes I was so I was there for every episode even though there weren't a lot of stunts in every episode. Um as as hopefully spoiler if anyone hasn't watched it. But, um You know, the first couple were more pratfalls and small things, but um, I was there throughout every episode helping her. And um, yeah, so almost everything was uh, wire related, even in the basement when I was getting yanked around, (laughs) that was on wires uh, with the incredible rigging crew. Again, Zach Henry and his crew kept keeping us safe and creating amazing uh, gags and rigs for us to do magical things. but what's interesting, and our fight choreographer Shahab, who's amazing, incredible, one of my very good friends. Um, what's interesting is COVID did change a little bit, and I don't, I don't know how much I'm really allowed to talk about about that because it, it turned out incredible anyway. But there were some differences once COVID happened that we sort of had to change the ending of how. I mean, ultimately, it got to the same place where it was going to go, but before it got there, there were there was more. There were more fight sequences that then we couldn't do because of closeness of, of you know, with the COVID situation, we couldn't do too many close contact sort of things with a lot of people. Um, you know, it just became impossible. So, you know, before COVID happened, we were prepping a, a certain fight scene and then that kind of went away and we went another direction, which is, was incredible as well. But then it was almost all on wires for the end. I mean, it, incredible wire gags was it
0: the only thing i know that i've heard that's like beneficial that it was cut is they were actually going to bring mephisto in as like the rabbit was going to transform into the demon is that the part you were talking about or is that just a different one they decided to cut
1: that they decided to cut timing wise and i think they even filmed parts of it and they just the cgi it was just not enough time uh to get it out and i again i was not privy to who the character was etc etc all i knew was the rabbit transformed into something um and that was not my scene that i was in so i wasn't asking too many questions about who was what and i don't know what's been said out there for that but i i just know that cgi and the you know visual effects the timing of it was just difficult and also we had so many other things to get that were really really important for the finale that we I think that the, the decision was made to focus on those things. Um, <clears throat> and ba- basically there were, there was just a lot more. I know that in the town square, you, we saw some, you know, the soldiers coming in and all of that, but there was some other stuff that was out there um, that we had before it got to the sky between, you know, the two witches. Um, I, I don't, I guess everyone's seen it by now. So it's okay that I say that the names, but uh, <laughs> um, but between Agatha and, you know, all that, in the sky, there was some stuff leading up to that with the townspeople um, before it got to the sky that had to just be cut and it became sort of, it was great, I mean, what they did was awesome, but I just um, was sad that COVID, well, first of all, I'm sad that COVID happened, I'm sad for the losses that have happened, um, and then the, the effect that it had on the industry, and many industries, not just ours, but many, um, And that's one of the changes that happened was we just couldn't get close to groups of people uh, for very long periods of time after that. You know, filming it became very difficult. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I
1: think. So you got to go in a different direction. (laughs) You definitely do.
0: The rigging was awesome. Like seeing some of the um, behind the scenes footage that gets shot of just like the level of wires that everyone is on.
1: Yes. And what's incredible about uh, Mark Skizak, our stunt coordinator, and Zach Henry, the rigging coordinator, and the rigging, the head rigger, um, his whole team, they made an awesome and seamless uh, way of having actor rigs that then went into stunt rigs. So it, hopefully it's seamless and you can't point out, oh, that's when Cece's doing it. Oh, that's when Lizzie's doing it. You know, We're supposed to be one it's supposed to be that you can't tell the difference. So, you know, we get these great rigs that are set up actor friendly, safe and awesome. And they feel very confident doing it. And and we talk them through it and we walk them through it and then they perform wonderfully. And then it goes right into something where they, they go on to the next thing and we come and we do all the big stunts and long days and rigging in different rigs that are not actor friendly, but are still equally as safe. But uh, you know, it's more for the stunt performers to do, and then it all becomes one. But just to tell you, even when Lizzie does her own stunts, or even when Katherine Hahn is up there, there have been meticulous rehearsals and testing of every gag that even an actor will do with the stunt team first. The riggers rig it and and then we perform it over and over again to make sure everything is safe, that everything is, is going to be enjoyable for them and not uncomfortable. And then we sort of make sure, okay, well, on this gag, a pad needs to go here so that she remains comfortable while she's doing it so she can perform the best that she can perform. So, it's, you know, we're always proud of our actors doing all of those things, but we always make sure that we test them out first. So every time you hear, oh, a stunt, uh, uh, you know, an actor did all their own stunts, it's like, well, a whole stunt team made sure before they yeah, even stepped in that, into it that worked. rig <laughs> that it worked yeah. and it was comfortable <laughs> and then that way they get in there and they can do what they do best which is acting and not have any hindrances whatsoever to their craft which they're incredible at um so yeah so it, hopefully it was seamless I thought so i hopefully thought it looked really cool it was
0: uh um uh, what good. was it like cuz i know marvel it's a little different but with WandaVision being a TV show versus doing movies. Like what was the filming like? Was it any different? Was did it just feel longer? Like how how is that?
1: It didn't feel longer because it was almost the same amount of time. Just your experience I, I mean, I and the difference between say, but, uh, doing a TV show versus I love movie. my job. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, no, um Interestingly enough, and I think even our director, he's amazing, um, said this. It was, it wasn't, it was different. Um, Budgetarily, it's different. Um, Time-wise, they did shrink everything in the sense of, you know, that many episodes that are all mini-movies, pretty much. So it was like that many, mini movies instead of one movie. Um, So it felt like towards the end, and I think Lizzie even said this in one of her interviews, it was a lot, it was chaotic, it was good Fun, but it was chaotic, in the fact that we were working six-day weeks for weeks to get all of the, everything done in time. Um, and I think that was the difference was scheduling-wise, we didn't have as much time, but we still needed to make it Marvel-worthy um, and and like they were mini movies. So it was a little more stressful in the sense of getting everything in uh, in time and still having yeah. the quality. That you want to deliver to the amazing Marvel fans out there that we love so much. Um, and we we're so thankful for the fans, you know. So I think that's the difference is um it was yeah. like doing however many tiny Marvel movies <laughs> all in <laughs> Squished it, with a pandemic in the middle of it. So it was really uh, stressful I feel at like the end, but the... in a good way. Like we were proud first of first three
0: shows. Did, um we were- excited
1: you know wandavision
0: we falcon and winter soldier um, and loki because so yeah. they were all filmed like pre during and then right after a pandemic like have really almost set the bar for quality because they're so good in such intense circumstances
1: <laughs> yeah 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 and i and that isn't an, that is a testament to the teams that they had um every everything from you know kevin feige all the way down uh incredible and he knows how to you know how to guide this ship through and um, keep it sailing, you know, he's an incredible force. And, um, and then that just reads down through everyone who's put in their places of, uh, you know, what they bring to the project, including all the actors as well. I mean, my goodness, the cast that you have for each of those shows is incredible. Um, so you have such professionalism on set there, and then you also have professionalism down the way, including the stunt coordinators like mine, Mark Cizak, Mo Ganderton, Monique Ganderton, um, Dave McCumber, you know, <clears throat> you each department has just such a great uh, set of people that even through a pandemic they can guide it through and and deliver um, and deliver safely. I think that's that's the main thing because even in a pandemic, on top of stunts being dangerous in a sense, then you have a pandemic where that's a health situation as well. So, yeah, all these people kept everyone safe through all of that and um and then delivered a great three shows. So, uh, I I think it's that says something.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's you can say a lot about Marvel, but they know how to create teams that really know how to get their stuff done.
1: Yes, yeah, and the coordinator the stunt coordinators know how to pick teams too because once they're put in that position it's up to them to put together the team that they want. So, you know, you know, when, when Mark comes and says, you know, these are the guys I need, these are the gals I need for my team, you know, or when Monique Ganderton comes and says, look, these are the people that I need. Uh, this is what's going to make this successful. Uh, and then they trust that because they ha- they are awesome in their jobs too. And they go, Oh, I trust this coordinator and I know what they're talking about. Yeah. So it's a lot of trust and it's a lot of, uh, just bringing it. And and knowing you're there for a reason, <laughs> and you you do a great job <laughs> and it's fun too, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so
0: kind of moving into Black Widow now, uh, you were one of Scarlet's doubles. Um, what was that experience like switching, first switching Marvel characters, but then even doing, this was more of like, uh, almost like a spy espionage movie compared to the more uh, fantastical of like a witch.
1: Yeah. Like magical. This is more, you know, with the real tactical side of things. Yeah. Um, And first of all, uh, an incredible shout out to the ladies. Um, You know, Heidi Moneymaker is legendary. She's incredible. She's a, a fantastic human being as well. And we met on Infinity War. And we had a lot of fun in Scotland together. We had a lot of fun on the battlefields of Wakanda together. And uh, she's an inspiration. She's, she's such an incredible human and a good friend. And she was kind enough to, uh, when she was unable to go for this movie, she put several ladies forward and Mickey Faccinello. Killed it. She is incredible and talented. Uh, I just she's an inspiration as well. And and then she put and then Heidi put my name in as well. So it, it was a great honor to just be just be there until Heidi could rejoin. Obviously, it was you know, um, it's Heidi's spot. You know, creating that role with Scarlet for so many years, and you know, created the widow style and um but she's made it like a family Heidi is so incredibly giving and um you know she calls it Team Widow and it's for the girls it's all the ladies together um so it's like a family and and that's a very special thing to me to even be yeah. included within these in this group of these fantastically talented women sometimes i'm like i don't know <laughs> am i supposed to be here <laughs> you <know? laughs> like you get those moments but um but the welcoming in of that and then of course Uh, Michaela McAllister doubling Yelena I mean just incredible ladies to be with Um, but also I just want to make clear like on Black Widow what you see in that movie Mickey Focinello killed it she did a majority of what you're seeing there Um, and I'm thankful some of my things made the cut but she is incredible she killed it. Uh, on this film. And then Heidi was able to join for the end sequence as well um, when she was able to come back. So, and that's Heidi's story to tell. I I don't know if you've seen the amazing um, interview that she did on ESPN for her journey. Check it out if you haven't. Not
0: yet. It's on my list. I plan on watching it. Check it
1: out if you haven't. Um, But she talks about why she was unable to join for the principal photography of Black Widow. and, And, you know, but she was able to join for the for the additional photography which was incredible to to be able to be there with her girl at the end of that but in the interim mickey facinello killed it um and i was happy to be a part of it as well but it was very difficult process for me um there were a lot of personal things going on in my life at that time back home so it was a hard time to be away uh for five months um But the team was incredible. Rob Inch, the coordinator, Flo, the assistant coordinator, James Young, was there, as you know. And then I met a whole amazing group of incredible people, Andy Lister, Darren Knopp, David, uh, uh, Callie, Nelly, all of these people. And uh, that really changed my life a lot with working with those individuals, Um, even though I was struggling personally with stuff in my life. Uh, that part, they, uh, they were incredible. So it was, it, it's a really interesting experience of excitement. And also, that was hard for me, for my personal life. Uh, but they helped me get through it, these amazing people, especially uh, Minnie Mac, I call her, uh, Michaela McAllister. She, um, she was there for me through a lot of the personal stuff that I was going through while we were away. Um, in England together. And we we did, we went to, I mean, we, we filmed a lot at Pinewood, Univers- uh, Pinewood um, Studios there uh, for a lot of it. And then we did, I think it was a, a full month in Budapest. And then I did a week in Norway um, <laughs> doing some really cold swimming. <laughs> In those frigid, frigid waters,
0: (laughs) when she jumps from when she falls from the bridge,
1: (laughs) yeah. So in the water, when she comes out of the water, when she comes out of the that's whoo. That's all. I was fully submerged in that ice cold, fully freshly melted off the mountains water. (laughs) So, and there's also a, a scene in there that they cut, which is I totally get why. But there, the Norway experience was amazing to me because. There was a sequence where I was up on a mountaintop doing, running, you know, it was just her part of the meditation of being on, you know, away from everyone in society and everything and just doing her thing and running up to the top of this mountain in Norway. And we had to take a helicopter to get there. So Rob Inch and I got in this helicopter and they were flown to the top and they drop us off and then we get out and then they fly away and put the camera on and it comes back with the camera. And then we do this running sequence where it's like, there's a cliff right there. And I get, you know, and it's gorgeous and beautiful, but it's also stunningly savage up there. I mean, you know, one wrong step and like, you're down into a crevasse, so (laughs) you don't come home. So it was amazing. Didn't make the movie and I totally get it. um, But I, I, that memory for me will be very special with Rob and we're both on the top of this mountain. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I will say I relate more to her late night watching a movie and quoting it the whole time. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the scene they decided to keep in. The first time I saw it, I literally looked to my friend. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I sit and I watch movies
1: and I just quote along the whole time. Exactly. I do the same thing. Justin and I actually, my husband yeah. Justin and I, uh, we like to put on the same couple of movies when we're just relaxing and we'll quote it together and we're, we're kind of dorky like that. <laughs> so what's some of your favorite ones to do well okay so right now obviously uh the other day what was it the princess bride is one that we always watch over and over again obviously um but then classic we also watched aladdin the other day the original the animated the live last, action or know, the car- animated. animated animated the original from our childhood and we rewound it several times while watching it <laughs> to re-watch scenes with robin williams in it as the genie and quote along or sing. He doesn't mind when I, I oh, sing yeah. to the songs. He doesn't mind. So <laughs> I'm just singing all the... <laughs> you If it's a Disney film, you have you, to. You have to sing along. Um, and that's why I love yeah. him, because he lets me sing along and he doesn't judge me. And sometimes <laughs> he sings along too. He won't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> we know the truth. Um, but then also we watch this uh, comedy improv thing on Netflix, um, um, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. And, there's just three episodes of it right now, and it's about long-form improv, and we watch those episodes over and over and over again and quote them all the time to each other, and it's, I hope they make more. What is it? Middle Ditch and Schwartz, two two actors, two guys, and they do a stand-up of um, improv, an hour's worth of improv, and it's an actually an incredible thing to watch, and they are- Oh, this- these are two-foot- awesome actors yes. i am 100 percent putting this on my watch list they are amazing and incredible yeah and and that's what we watch over and over like we'll just put it on and we'll just enjoy it. and sometimes we'll just quote it to each other throughout the day or in a text message because it's uh really fun stuff so we are hoping now that the pandemic is subsiding that they will record some more of those hint hint to the people that are part of that <laughs> you should put some more of those out <laughs>
0: say if the people who are doing that are—I li- highly doubt yeah, they're listening please, to this podcast. Please listen
1: and please take
0: note. <laughs> definitely. Um. So one thing I you mentioned, like there are multiple stunt doubles. I yes. noticed that, like, f- especially I noticed, like, for Scarlet in multiple of her films, a lot of like the main leads have multiple stunt doubles for a film. Yes. Why is that? I always thought like you just have one person. Is it just yeah. from like different? strengths
1: of people so there are many different reasons why uh that might happen in our case there were uh, several reasons why um one is the character does so many different specialties uh you know for instance black widow she's just you know she's trained in all the things and um i don't uh, for those who have seen the movie the budapest sequence where she is driving a motorcycle and high-speed chases in a vehicle and all these things. The, um, there are specialty people. Uh, Sarah is an incredible female motorcyclist. I mean, she's top of the world, I think, female and male. I, forgive me if I'm wrong about what I'm saying here, but I know for a fact she's incredible. She was the motorcycle double for uh, Black Widow. In Budapest, that whole sequence was incredible um, because she was killing it. Uh, on that on that um, whole entire sequence. And they were filming that sequence while we were filming running on the rooftops. And that was me sliding down the roof, uh, you know, mm-hmm. all the running and all that stuff through. And then the train station sliding down. The Everyone, every kid wants to slide down the middle section of a giant escalator. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so we got to do that. It was uh, me and Minnie Mac or um, Michaela McAllister. She and I got to slide down. We were working nights in Budapest. So we got to run and, you know, jump and slide down that whole thing after crawling out of the car uh, upside down. (laughs) Um, So we were doing that sequence. And so there were multiple units filming at the same time. So that's the other reason. So sometimes it's specialty, sometimes it's, oh, this stunt double is very versed at fighting, wire work, and those sorts of things. And then we need a double who's versed at driving motorcycles and, and high-speed scar- high car chases. Uh, so that's one reason. The other reason is multiple units filming at the same time, so the character is needed in multiple places at the same time. So you physically have to have people on those units. Um, again, while we were filming, while Mickey was killing it in that widow fight in the office in Drakov's office, amazing work. Uh, we had a different unit where Minnie Mac and uh, our our group was doing like the skydiving sequence. Not the skydiving itself, that was done by a specialty team of skydivers, but the the connecting bits to it, where we had Robo Moco arm and wire work, filling in the middle sections of like close ups and flying and like those certain specific moves we were done on wires on, a, on a, a back lot with green and blue screen so that that could be interjected into the actual skydiving with the skydivers. So there's, there's multiple pieces going on in these sequences that create what you see in the film and the final product. So it's lots of teams, lots of incredible stunt people, and then we all put our piece in the, of the puzzle into it, and then you get what you see. Um, but again, I'm I'm thankful to even be a very, very small part of that. And my experience was amazing and difficult, but awesome. There's like lots of things that it was for me. But um, I am inspired by those that I work yeah. with. And and hopefully everyone will enjoy what they see on the screen.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. What is the robo? What did you call it?
1: A uh, robo moco arm. It's like a, uh, it's like a, they can, Is it this big metal
0: thing that like flips you upside down?
1: Yeah. And it has a harness in it so that you put the person in it and then it it can do, they can design it to do all kinds of sequences at different speeds and different rates and different positions and like make it do. So like there's wires involved and one person's in the Robo Mocha arm and the other person's in the wires dropping down and doing a wire thing around them. And it's kind of like all really amazing. (laughs) I was (laughs) going to say, I think I
0: saw it. In like a behind-the-scenes shot of Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows, when Sherlock and Moriarty yeah. are falling off the um into the off the uh, ledge into the waterfall, like yeah. I think I saw like there yeah. was like a BTS shot of them in just this metal contraption like just rotating mm-hmm. them over and over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a couple different things. There's like there's like a the tuning fork that you can also and like a spinning rig and there are a couple different things that we can use to get the like sort of out of control spinning thing but then the robo uh, moco arm it's kind of amazing and incredible and the team that ran that uh, was awesome by the way Um, the specialists that come in with the device and they actually program it and you know it's quite an interesting process Um, and then they always test it out first with they have I forget what the name of the dummy was, but they have a dummy that they put into it to make sure it's going <laughs> to kill well. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he had a name. I can't remember what it was. I feel bad for forgetting. Um, but, uh, we, we all got pictures with him with the, <laughs> you have <laughs> so to those will make the, the, yeah, yeah. Everybody has to do that at one point, but, um, it was an incredible process and, um, and one that I will never forget and it will be special for me too. Um, and also to witness others who are incredible at their craft, killing it, bringing it and uh, doing a great job.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think you might have mentioned this, but what was your favorite scene that
1: you filmed for Black Widow? Um, oh, man. I, well, my, fav- my favorite didn't even make the, the movie, <laughs> but that's OK. Um, so, yeah, my, my favorite thing that I filmed was on the mountaintop running in Norway, but that's okay that it did make it. But um, I have some great memories from it. But also, I think some of the other favorite moments of mine were with um, the team that we had in Budapest. I mean, just such an incredible place, first of all. I'd never been there before. And the team that we had, and Rob guiding us through that, and all the crazy stuff that everybody did, um, and we made it through safe. Uh, and just, enjoying those hot hot days uh running in a leather jacket nonstop on those rooftops that were like sizzling and melting boots um you know we had to slide down that but like it was so much fun and incredible experience um being 12 stories up on these incredible architecturally amazing buildings that once in a lifetime type thing um and then hearing how the other units were doing and they were killing it too and they were doing amazing jobs and we couldn't wait to see what they were doing while we were doing this and so um i think that's my favorite part as well i feel for, like for the what rooftop. i talked, of course <laughs> yeah go ahead
0: no i was gonna say i feel like like shooting those rooftop scenes for any like espionage spy thing is like almost iconic like you have to get it done yeah
1: you know because yeah, like i it. think of, get out of there <laughs>
0: yeah and, and it always has to be rooftops like heaven forbid you well, yeah. actually run on a street it has to be on a rooftop
1: oh yeah, yeah, you're already in it, you gotta go up. You gotta go up, you gotta go yeah. out and around and down. Um, yeah, and so it was iconic for me. Um, but again, like that's just the, the portion, the small pieces that I filmed, those are my favorite that I filmed. But as I said, Mickey Facinello was killing it. I mean, she is incredible. I, as you see the widow fight, just like, wow. And then so on the good. gantry bridge, yeah, uh, where she's kicking all those soldiers' butts on the gantry bridge when they go to get, uh, get him out of the prison. Um, Yeah. And it's amazing. The bridge fight as well. I started the beginning of that with a little gun work and then she did the rest of that bridge fight. And then same with the the safe house fight. I just, you know, the beginning of the safe house fight with the sisters, you know, there was a little back and forth with me at the beginning with the guns and the doorway and into the um, cabinetry. But like then after that, the smash through the door, that's Mickey and she's rocking it through that whole section with Minnie Mac. Uh, they did such a great job and it looks so cool. And, um, so yeah, I, but I'm just thankful to have been a part of it in those ways. And, um, it's amazing to see the whole thing come together and be team widow, you know?
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, what's your, fa- so you've seen the movie.
1: Yes. Yeah, I did. I watched it. I, I was able to be home. So I I was able to be home long enough to see it with Justin so he, he was there. We, we uh, watched it on Disney Plus um, at our house. And so we did watch it. And it's exciting to see the, the culmination of so much hard work.
0: <laughs> what was your favorite scene in the final project? <sighs>
1: um, there were so many, actually. And so, some of them were the stunt scenes that, that we all did. And others were just the acting scenes that I hadn't seen until that moment because we weren't on that unit. You know, between Florence Pugh and, and Scarlett are just. They're dynamic amazing. as sisters. I know. It was oh, it so was great. So good. It was so great. It was uh, so great. So realistic. Well, and then Taskmaster kicking butt. We won't, no spoilers there. But, um, you know, I mean, I think everybody, you saw the credits that, you know, Andy Lister doubled for the Taskmaster. Uh, That's what actually I
0: was gonna ask is I didn't catch who was who was that like incredible? Because, human holy being. crap! <laughs> the skills to do because obviously Taskmaster as a character mimics whoever they yeah. you know they're fighting, and so you see, uh, Hawkeye, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Black Widows, like you yeah. see all these different fighting styles He's that we've seen, that are yeah the iconic. Uh, just iconic movements that we've seen the whole time. Like the second the knife came out, I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's it's Bucky Barnes. Yeah, or, yeah. uh, you know, it's just these poses like phenomenal work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's an amazing, I mean, his Andy Lister's performance. And also, I mean, we had several people um, on the fight team as well. James Young uh, running it with Kali uh, uh, Nelly, Darren Knopp, uh, David, and uh, obviously, Andy Lister and I forgive me if I'm forgetting anyone. I'm just I'm just trying to remember everyone who is a part of this incredible fight team that um, for the whole movie is incredible. But the performance as well, um, Andy Lister, Darren Knopp. I mean, they're all it's just an incredible, iconic character that's come to life now. And Andy Lister and all, all of them. But he is so humble and <laughs> down to earth incredibly talented human being and is just humble about it um and and the rest of the team as well I'm not I'm not trying to um, leave anyone out here um they're all incredibly humble but so talented including Darren Knopf as well and Akali all of them I, I just have such a uh, respect for all of them you know and James Young of course you know from uh, all of the uh, Avengers right. movies you know so, uh, of course, you know, you've got this all star group of people coming together to create such an amazing thing. Um, and we hope audiences will enjoy it. But uh, seeing Taskmaster come it was,
0: to life, oh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was <laughs> insane. Just the, because it was like, it was mimicked so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are so it many things. It wasn't like, oh, it looks like it. It's like, oh, no, this no, is each yeah. person's
1: moves. Andy knows how to I mean he just is so good
0: yeah (laughs) yeah so what has been your favorite project you've worked on in general
1: oh god that's so all of them (laughs) um I, I would it's a tie right now for me it was infinity war for so many reasons um the very first time I put on the scarlet witch, I mean uh, the Wanda outfit, not scarlet witch yet, but <laughs> the Wanda outfit. Um and looked in the mirror right before right, right before filming. I was the the young Cici in Barnhart, Missouri and you know looking at myself going I I'm a superhero. Yeah. And that's like <laughs> I get to be a superhero and that was I think the most Exciting moment of my career was to be with such an amazing team, Monique Ganderton and Sam, and all those guys. Uh, as I said, Danny Hernandez, and and then also being able to perform as a superhero. So I, I put the outfit on and I looked in the mirror in my trailer. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to admit this, but I'm going to admit it. I was just like meow,
0: meow, meow, meow. It it's like no shame. Meow. I would <laughs> do the same thing. I would hundred percent would do the same thing.
1: I had my little moment and then I was professional after that. I, I walked out and I was like, all right, I'm ready to bring it. But like on the inside, it was the eight-year-old Cece doing a dance of like, yay. Um, you know, I get to- I would be concerned if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know if you're passionate about your job. <laughs> but exactly. um, but yeah. And and to be with, with such an incredible actress as Lizzie is so phenomenal. It's a joy to be with her, to work with her. She's so uh, kind and professional and awesome and genuine. So that will always be so special to me. And also the team that we had of uh, incredible people. It's like family. So that will always be special to me. Um, and that also goes into Endgame when I really started to get to know my husband before he was my husband. <laughs>
0: so Did that- you guys? Is it true that Endgame and Infinity War basically filmed Simon like back to back or was
1: there a break? There was a break. Um, a lot of it was filmed simultaneously, sort of. Yeah, so, so they were kind of being filmed at the same time, but it was a majority of Infinity War first and then pieces of Endgame. And then there was a break while Infinity War came out to sort of like see. And, and, and the hear, world broke. And, and the world broke <laughs> and everyone cried um, and we sort of let it settle. But then we came back and finished with um, additional photography. With, that's when I met uh, Justin. Well, not when I met him. That's when I started to get to know him. I actually met him on um, the pilot episode of Watchmen, the TV show, the HBO series, Watchmen. Um, Tom Williams and Doug Coleman had hired us separately, obviously. Um, to be on this pilot episode and he was a bad guy and he, and I was a tactical officer and he had to shoot me in the leg. And so he was so rude. Um, How dare he? How dare he? And I had just finished on Punisher uh, with Eric Linden coordinating up in New York. And I almost didn't take the job because I was flying back and doing a night shoot. Like I was flying in the morning of having a nap, going to a fitting and then working that night on, on, um, Watchmen. And so there was this time where I was like, I don't normally do that. I don't like to you book things so closely. I don't want to be tired for performance. But there was something in me where I, was like, I love working for Tom Williams. I love work. I'd never worked for Doug Coleman at that point. I really wanted to. He's incredible, legendary. Uh, and so is Tom Williams. And I'd worked with Tom before and I just love it. Both legendary. Um, so I accepted it. And then I met Justin that night. Uh, for the night shoot, sitting at base camp. And then I was like, Ooh. and I asked somebody, like, Ooh, who's that guy over there? And unbeknownst to me, he was like, oh, hey, um, who's that girl over there? <laughs> so I feel anyway, like that's how it so, always happens. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, they're so both interested without knowing it.
1: it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. And he, I didn't know he had worked on Punisher before that season. So again, we almost met on Punisher, we almost met on a different show. We almost met so many times. So we finally met on this pilot episode of Watchmen. Then he goes on his way, I go on my way. I'm sort of ending a a relationship. He's just gotten out of a a very bad relationship in LA and he had just moved to Atlanta, Georgia. He was like, ah, kind of what I did when I moved to Atlanta. Um, So you know, I was sort of ending something. We weren't in the best frame of mind. So we were just friends. and he went off to do a show with Monique Ganderton called Daniel Isn't Real uh, with a friend of ours, Adam. And they, they were great. They doubled some characters. And then he came back to town for Endgame. Mo hired him for Endgame to be one of the Captain America doubles, And as you know, there have been Captain America doubles on other shows. of like Daniel Hargrave, Sam Hargrave, you know, a lot of amazing, uh, incredible Jackson Spidell. Um, but for the end sequence, uh, there's the section where he's fighting Thanos. And at the very end, um, sort of a, a two-on-one, sometimes with uh, Thor as well. That that whole section um, before so or after the hammer, where, with the hammer. <laughs> so he yeah. he gets a, He gets to smash decent Yeah. So Justin got to do that section, and he also got to get suplexed by uh, Thanos. That was our friend Danny Hernandez who was doing the mocap for that. Incredible. Um, so anyway, we met really got to know each other during those times again just friends you know like every day having lunch together because we both brought our own lunches because we're <laughs> ridiculous everyone else went to lunch and we both had our little lunches I was like oh lunch again together and so we sit down and eat it and just talk you know and so we got to know oh my god you were in Rhode Island when I was you know you were in Boston when I was in Rhode Island oh you did you know, he did a lot of martial arts competitions and he was doing martial arts in the same cities that I was in. And we almost crossed paths so many times and we had a lot in common. But again, just friends. We built this on a friendship. It was amazing. Um, and, and then the rest is history. We just sort of decided to start dating at one point, And then that's that. <laughs> so. And now you're married. And now we're married. And now we're married. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Congratulations, by the way. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It, it's been a whirlwind. We tried to get married before like, Then the pandemic was happening. uh, So we pushed the wedding date from October of last year um, to to May of this year. And then even then, we didn't have a big ceremony at all. We just had our parents there. Um, And a year from now, we'll have the reception where everybody can come. (laughs)
0: Um, What is what would be like a dream project for you to work on?
1: I would love. To work on a project again with my husband, because what's really funny is after we decided that we were going to start dating, we didn't work on a project again <laughs> together. <laughs> we were together for when we were just friends. We were together all the time, <laughs> and uh, you know, and we've worked occasionally a day here and a day there on other. Like I worked a few days on on uh, tag team, which sorry, that's uh, the the code name for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier at the time. So uh, I worked a few days on Falcon and Winter Soldier with him. Um, you know, he worked a few days on WandaVision here and there, but we haven't been on a project again together where we could collaborate creatively. Um, and that would be a dream job. Uh, I would love to do that with him uh, and have a great time just creating and building something together. That's so, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, I also saw you were uh, a
1: double for Daisy Ridley in Chaos Walking. Yes, yes. That was an incredible experience. Um, it was for additional photography. So I don't want to take away from anyone else who doubled her on principal photography. I just want to be clear about that. Um, so for additional photography, I I came in, Monique Ganderton again was the coordinator for that. She hired me to double Daisy. And that was actually right while I was doing that. Uh, that's when Heidi had called me and said, Hey, are you available for five months to go to the UK? And I was like, uh, I end on the 7th of May and they go, great, you're flying on the 8th of May to the UK. So I literally wrapped one show, had a day to pack and then left. But anyway, so um, the principal photography was filmed in Georgia. I mean, uh, sorry, the additional photography reshoots, were uh, they were filmed in Georgia. And um, our team was awesome. And it was, it was amazing. It was hard. Uh, it was... Georgia heat, um, lots of humidity outside, all, all outdoor on a farm, which was incredible. I think everyone got ticks and every a few people got the Lyme, di- Lyme disease situation going on because it's just weird really in nature, it's going to happen. Um, but everyone got that sorted. Um, it was incredible and, and, and we all bonded. And actually, Monique and I stayed on the farm. Oh, really? Filming, uh, while Philly was happening, we actually... I have a, a sprinter van that's like a camper van. And she also has like a, a little trailer that has a whole little uh, house inside of it. So she brought her horses as well. She has a whole, um, you know, she, had, I think eight or I'm not sure how many she has now, but she has several horses that she brought with her to go to the farm just to be there. And they all ended up being in the movie because her those are her were, horses. A lot of those were her horses because her, she is an incredible uh, person in general, but also with horses, she does a lot of horse work with her own horses to desensitize them so that they can be around noisy things and they don't get spooked by uh, the tractor right here uh, that would be similar to a camera car. Uh, they don't get freaked out by noises like crinkling bottles and things, you know. Uh, so she does a lot of work and she's very positive with the horses and um, uh, assuring and reaffirming and just gives them a lot of courage and a you know love and attention. And so the horses are very like okay, cool. Yeah. We're here now. We'll do this. We'll do that. So they were brought in. She just had them there initially just to rehearse on, you know, to, we were training and showing proof of concept of different gags that could be in the reshoots. Um, and then they were just so well behaved. They actually ended up in the movie saving day. (laughs) Like, so yeah, it was incredible. Mo killed it on that. She, she did a great job. That's really cool. So she's incredible. Um, She looks like an incredible.
0: She just looks like a really cool person. Like and hearing about the horses, it's like I just want to. Oh yeah, sounds so cool.
1: Oh yeah, she's got so many passions. She's so talented at at, at so many things, and she's also and it it encourages people to to uh, find the talents that they're passionate about. She encourages people to seize the day, to get out there, don't be shy, um, and to own. Uh, what what you have to bring, you know? She just you just own it. Just get out there. Uh, I have a tendency to apologize a lot for oh I, I might not get that it's the the Midwest. first time and that she's like yeah it's the Midwest it's the Midwest it totally is it's oh, like sorry. oh I'm sorry about that I'm sorry yeah. oh sorry you know we're like prone to uh, Dave calls it um, well I don't know if that's appropriate to say <laughs> anyway he says that I apologize too much She's like Cece's got a problem over here she's just apologizing all the time stop it Cece <laughs> uh, no more apologies from you girl uh, so. And then I'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry about <laughs> apologizing. apologizing. Yeah. So, um, Mo and and Dave have been working on just own it. Don't, don't say you're sorry about anything because you know, we're all awesome here. So, um, so she's encouraged me a lot. So has And, Um, but yeah, she is quite busy. I'm not, I'm not here to speak for her, but I know that even with her full-time job, she also has the farm that she's, you know, she has all her animals and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, but she's incredible, and uh, she, she gave me a lot of opportunities that I'm, I wouldn't be where I am today without the encouragement and the opportunities that Monique has given me.
0: Yeah. I hope, hopefully one day I'll be able to talk to her because she seems mm-hmm. like a cool person. Um, mm-hmm. Last question, and then we'll be done. Yes. Again, I'm so grateful for you taking the
1: time to do oh, this. Yeah, uh, Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be yeah. here.
0: <laughs> do you have any advice specifically for like females wanting to enter the stunt world and getting into that?
1: uh yeah yes, I do um so specifically for females um for for ladies who are getting into the industry, just know that um we're gonna have to do just be prepared to hit the ground without pads uh because usually though they put us in some wardrobe that um you can't hide anything in <laughs> um so just be safe when you do it, you know, find practice and and train a lot of different ways to land safely. So you can do it over and over and over again so that you don't have long-term injuries that come back to haunt you. Uh, but also raise each other up. Um, you know, it's really easy to, it's, it's really easy to make it a competition. And I know that we've all been guilty of that, me included. Um, you know, be kind to each other and, and raise each other up as, uh, you know, as I said, Monique has given opportunities to ladies and encouraged them. Um, so that's a, a wonderful way to be. Um, and also don't be afraid to say no. If a situation is seeming strange or not good, I know there's a lot of pressure, um, to always say yes, to be a yes person, to be, you know, and, and there is a way to say no, which is, you know, a positive sort of way. Not just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but there's a professional way to do it. Um, and also, if there's ever a situation where it's, uh, um, and this is a weird thing, but we, ladies have to talk about, we don't talk about it enough sometimes. If there's a situation where a coordinator seems to be, or a situation in Hollywood seems to be a little bit, uh, you feel uncomfortable about it in a way where you're feeling pressured to do something you don't want to do or wear something you don't think is appropriate or uh, do a gag that you that might be a surprisingly sexual gag or something you know what I mean like oh this this fight sequence is now uh where he's doing something that no one ever talked about and and now well we're just going to do it on the day you know he's going to be on top of you and whatever um you can always have boundaries in a in a professional way uh, for ladies when it comes to how people talk to you, how people um, interact with you, and not to be, don't be afraid to keep those boundaries in a professional way, um, and also stand firm with other ladies as well, and bring that encouragement as well, um, if that makes sense. Uh, because it can be a difficult industry with a lot of peer pressures and a lot of uh, pressures towards ladies uh, as well, or surprises that happen where it's like, oh yeah, this fight sequence is now in the shower, And I was like, well, I didn't sign up for that. And then, you know, well, don't make me look bad. You know, got to do it. No, no. (laughs) Yeah. So they should always, if there's ever anything that's, uh, you know, nudity related or skimpy outfit related, that should be always discussed ahead of time and approved and like decided on if, if you are comfortable with that as a stunt performer. And I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm just saying for me, I know my limit as to what I'm willing to. Where or perform in, um, but that's just me. And so I'm always clear with that. And every person who's hiring you for a job should always also be very clear with that, and also fight for you if that wardrobe changes. Um, I had a coordinator who was awesome with that, where I was told, uh, "You, you know, this is a, a scene where this actress is coming out of a hole, and she's naked, but everything will be covered." And then this situation happens. Well. As the stunt double, I was asked, like, well, first of all, don't don't send anything <laughs> picture wise, but what is your comfortability level with, you know, what kind of coverings would you need? And I said, well, if it's as much as a bathing suit would cover, I am happy to perform in that. As long as it's something that I would wear to the beach cover-wise, I can I can work with that. So it can be a nude colored of that swimsuity type thing, but that's as far as I'm I'm comfortable going. And he was like, awesome. I will let the wardrobe people know that they will get something that's like a swimsuit that's, that's flesh tone. I was like, great. I show up and flesh tone was a pantyhose style bodysuit. So the reason it was flesh tone is because it was see-through and you could just see my Everything. body tone. <laughs> yeah, so I showed it to him and he immediately, without hesitation, went to them and said, this is unacceptable. You promised that it was going to be like an Under Armour type, bathing suit style and not a suit through pantyhose thing. And we are gonna go out and we're gonna get her something right now that is exactly what we agreed to. And that made me feel so comfortable because he had my back. So for women in the industry, we should always look to encourage that and make sure that people are having our back. And if coordinators or anyone hiring you suggest otherwise, I walk away from that. <laughs> I don't, you know, you don't need to do that. So anyway, yeah. that's my advice. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. <laughs> um, but you can always say no. That's my thing is always be courageous and know your limits.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah. 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 Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Yeah. This is super
0: fun. I learned a ton. Yeah. Um
1: I had a great time. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm glad. Yeah. That's all what I what I always hope for is that everyone enjoys being on.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great time. So. And I I apologize if I talk too much. I I am the Midwestern lady who will talk your ear off forever. <laughs> Three hour goodbyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fifteen minutes later, we're finally leaving. <laughs> yes.
0: Do you follow um? There's a social media page called Midwest Versus Everybody.
1: I don't. I need to follow this. You do need to follow it. It is perfect for anyone from the Midwest. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, after we get off here, I'm going to look it up and start following it. <laughs> Definitely. It's so funny. Everything is
0: so relatable. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was a joy. Yeah, thank you. This has been really fun. And hopefully we'll run into each other sometime.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Let me know if you're ever around in Atlanta, Georgia. Let me know. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon then. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: That's it for this week guys, thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmokus20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mocus Podcast. Have a great day, guys.